Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Akris. Hello, everybody. And the gang is back. We're back together. We're in it. Well, seems like a while that we've had a full crew, but we got one tonight, and we got a lot to talk about tonight, too. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, has anyone seen Loki? I mean, Jack, have you gone any further? I haven't. I caught the first two. Um, and it ju- I just haven't. I mean, obviously, things have just been crazy here. So I haven't even gotten to be on, do the show. And <laughs> I haven't been able to catch up with right. much of anything. Fedra and I have not seen Loki no. either. No, I haven't seen it. So it's a good thing we're not doing reviews. We've got a couple of weeks of news to go through. I, no, actually, I have, well, do I have one review? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you got? Uh, I got South Park Pandaverse. That's right. Oh, yeah. Am I the only one that saw it? Or is it no, I, I saw it. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I, I saw, like, a YouTube, the, the YouTube <clears throat> post that you shared from the chat. That's what I watched pretty much about Kennedy. Well, most of it, you know, you've seen, I would say, because like the way South Park does it, and I don't like when they do this, is like they'll split it up into a couple of side stories. And the other side story was about a handyman, and I just wasn't interested in that. But it was good the way they that did the Pandora's. What's that? That really didn't fit. The but they always. About, you know, being anti college. And, you know, I do, I do believe that there, there's some truth to that oh definitely where, you know a lot of people rule out going to a trip going in for a trade but um you know so- south park always goes over the top anyway but uh the pandaverse side of it was very good i thought i mean i know a lot of people that did not go to college that are making a ton of money like probably m- more money than most of the people i know that work in manhattan you know I'll hire a plumber and you'll see <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right jack it, it's you do like when you i always think about this did we choose the right thing did we choose the right thing by going to college because if you look at it like if we would have become construction workers or whatever we might be in like super awesome physical shape and very healthy might have bad backs and everything but who knows we you know we might have have been better people or, you know, more, I don't know, just maybe a little happier. I mean, I'm happy, but, or maybe a little richer is what I'm saying, because you, you know, they do make a lot of money. Well, it, it's what you choose to do. I mean, uh, there's some people they're good with their hands. They're skilled in that sort of way. Like I can't fix anything. Um, I can paint, I can spackle, and that's about it. But, you know, there are some people like, you know, my dad, for example, he went to school for engineering, but, geez, he could freaking build or fix anything. You know, some people have a knack for that. And you know what? A lot of that doesn't come from classroom. It's true. You know, and uh, it's... It's shouldn't be our lot in life to look down on people for what they do. 
Never. As long never. as they're doing honest work and they're supporting themselves, good for them. Yeah, and if they're especially if they're happy, like they're the ones that are they're winning, you know. So yeah, nicely and, said, Jack. I, I agree because I used to be so rebellious in high school when I was seeing, you know, all these, you know, obviously my age kids, but they were they were grinding so hard to just get to a particular school. And in my mind, it was like, you're all going to the same place. They're all going to put you in a nice little box and make you a nice little cookie cutter. So it doesn't really matter what school you go to. It's just about like, like you said, Jack, what do you want to do? Where do you want to put your time and your energy in? And I think that's where and, most and people should yeah. think about. And what your skill set leans towards. And, you know, another thing, too, is that I've been watching Gen V, and it's kind of like, look at them. They're, they're all in college. And what are they doing? What are they going to do once they're done in college? Well, basically, all they're doing right now is they're partying. I don't think you can apply that show to real life anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking maybe an OnlyFans, like from what you were saying with all the, like, yeah, maybe. you know, pleasure idea. going on. It's like, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll make an OnlyFans, you know, went to Harvard. <laughs> But there are a lot of college students that basically go there just to party. And uh, that's, I think, the majority of the students at Gen V. That's know? an expensive party, I'd say. I, I never really was into it. I mean, uh, I didn't really party that much because my, my dad paid for my education and I was like, I'm not gonna screw up, you know. I'm, you know, he's spending so much money for me that I'm gonna be as studious as I possibly can and get as all my good grades. And then he met me. Then I met him, <laughs> and, then, and then we met Professor Lichtenstein. <laughs> oh God, that guy! And so that—that's what pisses me off. This guy was horrible. Everybody was failing in his class. And we ended up dropping the class. And then we went into another QA class and we both got A's, right? I, I got an A. Yeah. You know, that was it. I, I remember Fedra. <laughs> I got my test back and out of 100, I scored a three. <laughs> what? <laughs> the test was that brutal. <laughs> God, and you studied and everything? It, it's just, I mean, I, Oh, I know what he did. And, and part of a lot of stuff of what I did was I, you know, used shortcuts in math and didn't show the work. work. Yeah, you didn't show the work. work. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, I got so, the, I got know, the highest I, score I got the three out of points for getting the answer right, but the rest of it didn't count because I didn't have work that all the work down. It was funny because, like, after class, it was our midterm. And I think I got like a 30 or something like that. And then that guy, Steve, got worse than you, if it's humanly possible. And we kept asking, it's like, well, what do we need to pass this course? And with me, he's like, well, you have to get 100 on every test and uh, also do some extra credit and you'll pass. And uh, I don't know what he told you, but I know it's Steve's like, I just know for you. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wasn't. There was There wasn't much hope for me either. And uh, but, like I said, we got out of there and we got a much better professor. And 
it showed immediate results. You know, so yeah, again, same course, different professor. Same course, different. So professor. that was that was the theme of this South Park part about the handyman. No, I just ended up uh, transitioning to Gen V for some reason. Um, yeah, the, the part with South Park was, you know, nobody can fix anything anymore because they've sought out higher education. Well, and let's guys who didn't. But like I said, they they made it almost seem like the guys who didn't were all like schlubs, and it's like, yeah, that's, that's not quite the right message, you know? Yeah, I agree. Well, it's true though. I, I mean, I'm saying like during COVID. You tried to get a handyman uh, to like, I was trying to get like a patio put in and they're like, mm, I could get you in, but it'll probably be about six or seven months from now. You know, it's like, really? Are you serious? It's like, they were yeah. really busy during COVID. There's so many people that were remodeling their homes and the handyman and construction workers or whatever, they were busy making money. Anyhow, yeah. let's get to the Pandaverse, the stuff we want to talk about. They crapped on Disney and Marvel and Star Wars. Well, mostly Disney and Star Wars, I would say. Well, I would say mostly on Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Disney and Kathleen Kennedy. I was talking to Dan had seen it, too, and I don't know how they got away with a lot of that stuff, especially they showed actual video footage of her. It wasn't animated. Like, at times, they, like there was this one scene where they showed her like at some, it might've been D23 or something like that. And it was just a video of her and they were comparing her to her alternate universe, Kathleen Kennedy. <clears throat> I, I, I don't know how they don't, aren't sued by Disney or Kathleen Kennedy. And I think I heard that they might be suing them. Oh, hell, they, I'm sure Disney would love to have that just pulled off the air. Well, I think Disney's at the point where I think they feel like it's best just to keep quiet and not make waves because people are just going to say, it's like, see, it's true. <laughs> you know, it's like Disney wants it pulled off the air. Oh, but it was just so funny though with mom, mom, look under my bed. Are there any Disney executives? <laughs> I'm afraid Kathleen <laughs> Kennedy's going to come out and get me. <laughs> wow. I mean, what was funny yeah, again, Kathleen Kennedy. They were they were trying to blame all of the problems that Disney's having on Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> like they had like Bob Iger, and they would have like uh, kind of an executive meeting, and they were all afraid of her. But it actually, it was a Kathleen Kennedy from another universe. But it was it was basically Cartman. Oh yeah, it was Cartman. Oh gosh, looked like Cartman, sounded like Cartman, but had Kathleen Kennedy's hair. And uh, said so he would come in and uh, they would start talking about a project. And she'd be like, put a chick in it. Make her gay. Make her lame. And that was her answer for everything. Wow. Put uh, a girl in it. Nice. Make her gay and make it lame. <laughs> it's like, uh, we're doing a live action Bambi. And she comes running on like the set. She goes, put a chick in it. Make her gay. Make it lame. <laughs> and they're like, it's animals. <laughs> But it is, you know, it's. But, but even like, and the part with PC principal, yeah. when Cartman uh, is replaced uh, by his multiverse 
Cartman. Who's like a and black woman. Who's a black woman, you know, and she's there saying, I'm Cartman. So they're pulled into the principal's office. And I mean, literally, it's the same, it's the same story we hear, just taken to the extreme, where like that's not Cartman. And PC principal's like, she says she's Cartman. So she's Cartman. You yeah, have to call her Cartman. Yeah, he said something like, he goes, Are you do you have a problem with her identifying as Cartman? And he's Ooh. like, <laughs> he goes, I, I bet you have a problem with Indiana Jones being replaced by a woman. I bet you have a problem with the black Spider-Man. <laughs> nice. And they wow. said the same thing we say on the show all the time. We're like, no, Miles Morales is cool. <laughs> yeah. it, it did. It made a lot of sense to like, the things that they said because they were complaining about the multiverse, like where they, you know, the kids were saying it. it's just weak storytelling. It's lazy storytelling. Lazy. Where, you know, where people don't really have a story. So they're like, oh, well, let's bring all these different Iron Men together and everybody yeah. will crap in their pants and we'll make a lot of money. But not really telling a good story. And again, look back at Spider-Man No Way Home. It was fun to see all three Spider-Man on the screen, but it wasn't a good story. Oh, I enjoyed it. It's so. too much of a hodgepodge. It's just too much going on. Like, I like how they brought everything together. And like, I know, I know I can't even compare, but Infinity War and Endgame. But that was a pivotal moment in writing. Like, that's not every single film. I feel like they're trying to do that in all of these films now. And it's like, you're, I'm losing the attention because I don't know which character even to focus on anymore. And I don't even know where the story is going. And I, I well, I, like we've discussed before on it, I think that's the problem that, you know, they're so big on interconnectivity. You know, just make Spider-Man a Spider-Man movie. Just make Iron Man an Iron Man movie or Thor a Thor movie. You don't need to have crossovers all the time. And they don't all need to tie together. It could just be a story about that character. And, um, you know, I think that's where people get tired of it because now we're told we're supposed to watch stuff so it fits in with the next movie but that stuff they want us to watch isn't very good well we'll save that for our main time we'll save that for later yeah we'll get Do you think it. though that they're really making kennedy the scapegoat so that way they don't have to put like any other responsibility on any other executives in disney who knows well, I think that they they made Bo uh, Bob Chapek the scapegoat, and they <laughs> fired him. But now that they're knee dip in poop, and there's yeah. all these problems, it got even worse. Like the right. stock price went down, their movies bombed, Disney Plus lost subscribers. Snow it's, White's delayed. Yep. Yeah. So it's, and again, we'll get to it when we talk mm -hmm. about the main topic. Um, but it was it was funny though because again, it they're doing what they did on South Park is what we see all the time, and I I think everybody sees it, but a lot of people are afraid to talk about it, where they'll take like a a group of established characters in this case like four white boys from Colorado, and replace them with four women of color, and uh, I guess they were all, like one was Asian, I think one was Hispanic, one might have been Muslim. And then one was black. 
Um, well, the Asian girl was made to look just like uh, Sabine. <laughs> Do you think so? I didn't notice that. I Oh, purple hair. and Yeah, you might be right on that one. I'm going to have to look at that again. That, oh, by that's the way. what I took away. As soon as I saw her, I'm like, wait a second. Are they goofing on, you know, Maybe that's already? That's a very good point. Uh, but again, like everybody in the, this version or like this different uh, universe, it was mostly all women. You know, all the cops were, were women and they were mostly black. They might have been like a token Asian cop or something like that. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And you, you've seen like what they've done, like with the little mermaid and like what they're doing with Snow White. It, mm -hmm. They're pandering. They're pandering to a group of people that really aren't interested in seeing this movie, you know, but it makes them feel good. It's like they're ticking a box and they think that they'll go to these parties and people will say, yeah, you, and it's like, you're changing society through your movies it's like you're you're changing how culture needs to be but it's also they're losing money in the process but again i'm getting too deep into it because we'll talk about that later um i you know again i i thought it was it, it was fun because again we've talked about it over and over again it's just it's so ridiculous and we we know kathleen kennedy is a huge problem like she's destroyed star wars and when Every time we look at Star, like the last thing that they had was Ahsoka, and it was mostly female. I would say three powerful female characters, and then Let's say the three female characters. Well, Power powerful is one of those adjectives. I I'm just so sick of hearing. No, but that's how they describe them. Oh, that's how they describe it. Everybody. I'm not saying they're powerful they are. leader. You well, know. they're well. I think they're overpowered in a way. It's like. Because Ahsoka seems like she could probably easily take out Darth Vader if she had to. And the Emperor at the same time. <laughs> you know? With um, only one lightsaber. Yeah. No lightsaber. She doesn't need a lightsaber. But also, the next thing is the Acolyte. It's mostly all women. Women of color. You know? And in a way, I can't wait for that to come out. Because that sounds like a huge train wreck. And again, they're they're from what I heard, they're pushing, you know, they're or they're kind of nudging the culture war by including trans actors and uh, you know LBGTQ actors, and uh, I, I just like it should be a Star Wars show, you know, it's it's not some kind of fashion show. Agreed. But anyway, she did get the brunt of, of things. But you know what it was? It, uh, she was in a different universe. So the real Kathleen Kennedy was in another universe. And she met up with Cartman. And uh, Yeah, they were then, a little bit kinder towards to, towards her at the end. Yeah, because like she basically, when she, when she replaced the other one, the evil Kathleen Kennedy, she says, you know, from now on, we're not going to pander. You know, uh, we're not going to go after a certain segment of, you know, of our, our culture. We're going to make original content and original movies. And then Bob Iger goes, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> but 
once it says Fedra left. Oh, she's back. There she is. Oh. Yeah, it, like froze. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm sure Disney saw that. I'm sure Disney executives had seen that and they're not happy, but they also know it's true. They know that they have to do something. Again, South Park, what they do is like they'll bring something to the forefront and then people will be talking about it the next day. And it might go on for weeks, you know, what was on South Park. Kind of like when, when they did Megan and Harry, like they ripped them to shreds mm -hmm. and that destroyed them. Like that really destroyed their credibility. And I think that this kind of like put the crosshairs on Kathleen Kennedy, which I don't think is fair because I don't think that she really should bear the brunt of everything that's happened at Disney. No, it, just LucasArts. Yeah, just Lucasfilm for sure. I mean, if it's true, like that she's having problems with John Favreau, like he's doing, he did something good with the Mandalorian and then she's like, put a chick in it, you know, <laughs> make her the Mandalorian <laughs> and then make it lame. Yeah, it's like, uh, it, it is, it's scary. Cause I've been saying it since 2016 and we used to have other people on our podcasts and they, they used to not be happy with the things that I said, but it was just clear to me that this was the direction that at least Marvel comics was going into at that point. But then it just went completely crazy and it didn't help with this whole thing with Disney and DeSantis. I think that they went, they doubled down on everything and almost to like, Said, well, this is the side we're on now. This is the side we need to represent. And when really they should have just kept their mouths shut. Oh, yeah, they, they should have. It's sad because, yeah, and I want to make out a point. It's not like none of us really hate Disney. I mean, I love the parks, I love going there all the time. But it's just, we just want them to be good, you know, like good movies, good TV shows. Don't give us crap. And, and, don't pander like what South Park is saying. We don't, you know, it, it's almost like I was thinking the other day. It's kind of like, say, like you're in grade school and the principal comes out and there's a thousand students in the cafeteria. And he says, all right, I'm going to make you guys decide what kind of lunch we're having today. You, you can either have, uh, so, so like, say, like out of a thousand students, 995 said that they want pizza and then five said they wanted tuna casserole. And then the principal said, well, I guess we'll have tuna casserole. That's kind of what Disney is doing is that they're not listening to the majority. They're listening to the people that really, in a way they don't care, you know, like it's not like they're going to stand and applaud what they're doing. But for some reason, they just keep doing it over and over again. It's and those same people will turn on them in an instant. Oh, yeah. And they are. Yeah. It, it's like, again, well, we'll get into it in the news where they, they turned on them again over something stupid. But do you have any other thing to say about the Pandaverse, Jack? No, I mean, I, I thought that is typical of what what south park does 
some they always take an angle which is something true and then they just twist it and contort it into some sort of crazy storyline um but at core the message they're saying is true um yeah like where most people are afraid to, to say it the insanity to get to that point yeah like, like most people are afraid to say it because like they they don't want to get canceled but they're not and and they've been doing that for years i mean i remember they did it with michael jackson you know like where they kind of showed to the forefront like with him having boys staying over at his house and sleepovers you know and back then that was taboo even to address that on any kind of form later on it came you know, like everybody was fine you know they they felt he committed crimes and all that but before that you couldn't do it well i think it all also they get freedom because they have made everyone a target yeah you know if they only picked on one group constantly then they wouldn't get away with it but the fact that anybody and anything is fair game uh gives them a certain amount of freedom uh only because you can't say you know they're picking sides because they make fun of everybody yeah that's what i like about them for trying it it's very honest everyone gets a shot and that's fair and it even like even in this episode cartman says basically that well maybe we focus a little too much on wokeness and he is right you know because so many people like when like i told you like i i look at things on youtube and because of the algorithm they'll show me similar views but i don't necessarily want that i want to know what everybody is thinking not what one group is thinking you know what i'm saying and some of the people that i see that come up like they've been ragging on this uh, rachel zegler like they think she's the worst possible person that ever have existed on this planet and it's like she's not really that bad you know it's like all she was doing was her job i mean they basically told her what the story is about and she might have came across as like a little smug and arrogant but i don't think she's an evil person you know but some people are making her out to be she's the new brie larson that she's even worse than brie larson it's like she's I kind of, there's a part of me that feels bad for her because she's probably getting so much hate. Like she probably can't go on social media anymore. Well, you know, it's the, it's this. I, to me, she just sounds like an entire entitled kid who's mm. very full of herself. And let's face it, she's acted in some big movies. Granted, they didn't weren't as successful. As she would have liked but i mean at her age she's gotten to work with spielberg you know she's gotten to star you know in a couple of different movies you know and she has a couple of movies ahead of her that she's the star in um it's probably good she's young it's probably gone to her head <laughs> but the but disney on the other hand should not let her near a mic until she gets a little bit more polished, I guess is the word I'm looking for. 
I you think know. Like all agents should tell their stars when they're first starting out to see Keanu Reeves be like him. It's like, don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Just smile and be happy that you're there and that you love the audience, no matter who they happy, are. You're happy to be involved with the project and you think it's great, you know, and just don't come across tearing things down and, you know, yeah, especially who you work for. Like, that's just very... Yeah, um, so... Not a lot of tact there and just really unprofessional. Like we've well, said many times, no one forced her to to select to be a part of that film. And she, she does. She's. I, I think it is a lot about her ego and not really thinking about the repercussions of what she says. It's just reacting uh where you know there's consequences when you react that way and and not show a, a form of professionalism because you really don't know who you're gonna if offend and it's just choosing your words carefully when you're just mainly an actress in this film just keep on that subject unless you're actually asked about that which i don't think anybody really asked it was more of a projection to put out what she stands for or what she believes in or what she thinks that it should be like right well I, that I, that's what i'm saying you know you're right joe they should give them you know <laughs> starlit star up and coming uh lessons you know like okay when you're talking to the press this is the, this is how you're supposed to handle it you know, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Don't insult the people who actually want to see the project. You know, don't insult the people who support it. Yeah, well, I will say one of her problems, too, is she should have never crapped on the original and made it like hers was going to be better than the original because the original was outdated. It was sexist. It was misogynistic. It was, what would you call it? Creepy. Yeah. With that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're like the girl that did The Little Mermaid, she never crapped on the original. She was honored to play Ariel. And that's how you should be. You know, it's just like embrace it and say, you know, I love playing the character. When I was a little girl, I watched it so many times, you know, and I was such a fan of the character. I don't know. It just turned out to be a bad movie, but you know, but but her her as an actress, um, she's likable. You Who know, are you talking about Little Mermaid or yeah, the Little Mermaid. What's yeah. her name? Uh, Haley, Haley she Barry. Out. She was she was supporting the project without tearing anybody else down. She, you know, she that's a girl who knows how to speak to reporters. Or people about the work she's doing. I mean, I thought she handled everything very well. Um, like I said, it's just I didn't care for the movie. So, and a lot of other people didn't as well. But um, I think she handled handled herself very well on the press tour. Yeah, it's kind of weird speaking to her. It, she's in the remake, The Color Purple, and I. 
I think that's kind of like a classic. I don't think that needs to be remade. And yeah, and that's a really serious film. Yeah. You know. That's a really dark and serious film. She's she's up for that. Wow. Oh no, they made it. It should be I think it's coming out this month. Wow. I didn't even realize they were remaking it. No, I didn't either. And Spielberg is involved. But she plays Whoopi Goldberg's character. I know Fantasia Barino is in it too. Um She plays Seely? That's such a difficult character. Is she really that capable to play Seely? Seely goes through freaking hell. Really? Yeah, that's going to be, well, you're right. It's going to be I've never rough. read the book, so I, I would like to read the book, but I know that movie in and out. I mean, I'm glad that Spielberg is there so that he can manage it. But I mean, I, I'm sorry to doubt her ability. It's just that's a really complicated and dark character, really. Oh, no, I mean, she, she might, she might do great on it. Well, I, in a way, though, I guess my point was, she's kind of opening herself into doing remakes. Little Mermaid, Color mm -hmm. Purple. She needs to be careful. Start to do original stuff, and because she's got a good voice. That's she, a great point. Yeah. Well, Seely doesn't sing. At least no. not the original no, film. No, Little Mermaid. But I'm just saying she can do yeah. musicals if she wanted to. And and I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she does sing in this movie just so that they can highlight her voice. They know that she could sing. It's like, well, we're going to change it up a little bit. It's probably going to be the bar scene. It's probably going to be that when she's in the bar with the jazz yeah. singer. It's Warner Brothers. It's not Disney. If Disney, well, it would definitely be different <laughs> if Disney did it. But... Anyway, let's get into our main topic. So I sent this article to you guys, and everybody's been talking about it. It was an article that was posted in Variety. And it's important because Variety is well-respected in the Hollywood community. And for them to come out and say this stuff, it's really embarrassing for Disney and, well, and Marvel. It's also for Variety to come out and say these things after they've been waving the banner for Disney. Yeah. For years. So they've kind of made an, an about face now with that article. Yeah. So this was called crisis at Marvel. Jonathan majors, backup plans, the Marvel reshoots, reviving original Avengers and more issues revealed. And it's funny because I was, as I was going through this, I kept taking notes. I practically copied the whole article because there's so much juicy stuff in this. And I think we remember back in September, Feige and a lot of the Marvel executives went on a retreat. And, and I think at the time we even said, well, yeah, they're probably going to talk about all of the bombs that they've had and what are they going to do? What kind of damage control are they going to do? It's not like they're going to celebrate, you know, well, we had another billion dollar year. Billion dollar loss. <laughs> and I think it was in this article too. I think I wrote it down. So they made 32 films like in the first 10 years with Endgame, like being the last one. And they made over 30, they made over $30 billion out of 32 films, which is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. And now none of those movies that they've released 
has made a, a billion dollars. The one that came closest was Guardians 3, which I think made over 800 million. But it's it's definitely a problem. We've been saying this for a while. It's like they've been throwing characters to us that we're not interested in, and then they're pushing overly diverse casts. Not saying that there's anything that you should not have a diverse cast, but don't have it overly diverse. It's it's again like what I had heard before. Disney is not about equality; they're about equity. So like. Uh, if you look at the original Star Wars, it's predominantly white, all the characters in there. And they're like, well, we can't have that. We have to fix that. So since everybody was white in the original Star Wars A New Hope, and then, you know, in our next series, we have to make sure, well, maybe there's like, they're represented by 10%, you know, the, the white male community. And that's what they that's what equity is it's like we're making things equal instead of like saying well from now on we're starting we're going to be equal it's like no by us making thing e equal it's kind of like if you had a bigger plate of food now the next time we have dinner you have lesser food and this other person has what you had and a little more that's by what they see as equity and i don't agree with that quality yes equity no Agreed. And I mean, uh, well, where do you want to start in the article? <laughs> well, I was, well, I guess we start with Jonathan Majors. He seems like he's in a lot more trouble than we knew about. It, it does sound like that. And the, the girl that he had the problems with, she's also like in jail now, isn't she? I know she's in jail, but she's. She looks. She's I, in I, trouble. She's in trouble herself. She's not not saying that she's not innocent, but it seems like she's got her hands dirty, you know, in in some things. I think she's a social climber. I could be wrong, you know, but that's kind of like how I see it a little bit. But he also apparently he, he attacked some women in England. And some police, which I didn't know about. You know, that's pretty bad. He's going to go to court for that too. Like they've been trying to drop all these cases, but they're still good. They keep delaying the the one that happened in New York. You know, like where the girl said he attacked her and she ended up in the hospital. But there's also this England case that's coming up too, and a lot of people have been coming out that have worked with him on the Marvel movies saying that he's not a nice guy. He's very aggressive. He's a bully. So they, they have to have a backup plan. It doesn't seem like he, I think it's a mistake. And I think in this article, they do say that they're thinking about maybe bringing in Dr. Doom early, which I think would be a great idea. And they also say too, it's like, well, and th this is a no brainer. Like I would applaud them if they did this, bring back the original Avengers, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and even the black widow. Uh, what's her name? Scott Johansson that they're even thinking about bringing her back. If they brought back all of them and people will say, well, no, they, they died. They died permanently at the end of Endgame. 
people aren't going to care, you know. It's comic books. Yeah, they just want to see them back and to no see one them. No one dead except Uncle Ben. To see that like Doctor Doom is now the main catalyst, and that they have to come back, they can only feat, to defeat Doctor Doom with the original Avengers and all these other superheroes. That would just print money, you know. They would definitely cross the three billion dollar mark with a movie like that. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just not into bringing Doctor Doom in before the FF. You know, well, because they might be forced that, to. that character is so rerouted. They don't have to. Why don't they just recast? Go along with your plans and recast. I don't know why they are so gun-shy about doing that. They're I fearful. People, I don't yeah. think people minded when, you know, Rhodey was recast, except for Joe. You know, yeah. but recast. I, I don't know why they can't get that. If they have the plan to make Kang, who is an awesome villain in the comics, you know, always has been a main Avengers villain. Recast, get somebody else. You know, Jonathan Majors doesn't have that much time in as the character where, you know, it's impossible to consider anyone else playing the part. I mean, heck, I think they should have recast T'Challa as well. Yeah. You know, but I don't know why they are so damn afraid of getting something else. Do they think there isn't another actor possible of carrying the role? Give me a break. It may, it may be the fear of like how the people would would take it if he was replaced but i also think it's laziness they probably don't want to remarket you know put his you know put a new face on everything once again you know for marketing purposes and memorabilia and all that stuff that's that's what i could think of it is which is a terrible excuse because i agree with you they should just you know find a great actor to just replace and continue on with the great story instead of now they have to move into you know, Doom, which, yeah, is a great character, but then it's almost like you're cutting off one character to start anew with another one, which is probably going to cost more, once again. I think that Disney knows what Majors did. Like, they're not waiting for the police report and the case oh, to yeah. come out. They know. They have their people. They have a lot of powerful mm -hmm. people where they have access to information that most people don't. So they know if he's guilty or not, and they have to make a decision. Now, and the decision they have to make is, do we support him or do we make him look even worse? And that's something we haven't seen yet. But I, I think another problem with the character of Kang is he didn't take off. He really didn't take off in Loki because, well, he's barely in the first season of Loki. I'll give him that. But he was in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3. And that movie bombed, and he kind of was unmemorable in that. And I, I see, think I, I don't, you see, I, that I don't know, people hate that movie, but I didn't think it was that bad a movie that, you know, it gets so much hate. You know, it was goofy, but it was Marvel trying some new things. And that was a good 
starting point for Kang as a villain. You know, let's face it. How long did it take until we got to know Thanos? The first Avenger movie, he was teased, and then we learned a little bit about him each time. We learned a lot more about yeah, all those right off the bat. All those movies were successful, though, even though they were small moments in it. But right. like, he had a bigger role in Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, and people didn't go see it to see the new big villain that was going to be the villain for Secret Wars. Right, it's almost I, like they, they don't care about him. And plus, he's he's got a negative outlook from all the press that's been going on. Well, that's, that's more the problem than the character, because I think the character hasn't been too bad. He needs time to grow and develop into the, you know, the villain we'd love to hate. And you I'm know? sure like, like, I'm sure Disney looked at the flash and Ezra Miller too. It's that could happen too. Yeah. Jonathan majors, like people may find him guilty and they're like, I'm not going to support anything that he does so or or they or they're just they're just hoping that you know doom will have the same effect as darth vader did when he first stepped onto the tent before i mean let's face it when darth vader made his appearance you knew he was bad he, he the personification of evil you know Maybe they're they're hoping that by switching to Doom, they could recreate that Darth Vader moment. I don't know. Well, I would say, and I think Doom is the biggest villain in the Marvel universe. He's Pretty the most known. You know, I, so why not bring him it, in? It, yeah, but is it wise to bring that big of a gun? Like, I feel like I like Kang because then you can be more creative with it. I agree. Not people are excited, but I also agree with Jack that it hasn't been implemented as much. And let's face it, like Jonathan Majors isn't a phenomenal actor. He's not. He's pretty good. I, he's a, I, I he's actually, a good supporting. He's not. He's not uh, Oscar winning. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that um, level from him yet. I haven't seen all his movies, but I'll, I'll agree with you there. But I, I do think he's a good actor, though. I did like him before all this BS happened. But yeah, and I liked him in Creed Three. I thought he was really good in that role. All right, but I'm saying like he's not phenomenal, you know. Like again, I'm very, you know, that I'm very picky about that. So I'm just saying that for us to just take him out and put someone else to be king, it's not a big deal. I, I just don't think it's it's a wise move to. You know, it's like it's like Black Panther. You know, they're like they just they didn't recast, and now they went into a whole different way. And we saw how that turned out. And that's a phenomenal character. Like I want him back. <laughs> and it's like I don't want to feel that way about Kang when it's like I don't even get to really understand the villain because they never took the time to do it. And now they're just like, yeah, I guess we need to like bosh this because you know this guy's in court it's like he's he's not it okay like he gave it his try he failed let's move on to the next <laughs> yeah but well here's the thing also with dr doom though maybe i'm being an all-time old comic reader if you look at the average if you look at the average person who let's face it not everybody reads comics <laughs> 
the personifications they've seen of Dr. Doom in media um, couldn't be too rough to overcome because we've seen versions of Dr. Doom in three major movies and none of them have gotten the character right. You know, but like I, like I said, they need, however they introduce him, they need to make him... But the comic book character was not affected by the poor performance of those movies. Right, but the, but the average moviegoer probably doesn't know all the comic book background. So they got to get the casting right. And when he makes an appearance, it's got to be a holy crap moment. You know, that it's going to like, people are going to know it's got to be a meanest guy on the block. It should be a slow build. It shouldn't be like the first Fantastic Four movie where he works with Sue and Reed and he goes to space with them and we see him from the very beginning. No, he should be on the very last scene. I would not, you know, I wouldn't even make an after credit scene. I would just make it the very last scene where everybody goes in the audience. Holy S, you know, and he's got to look just like the comic book character. He's got to have a green hood, a green cape. But they also mask. have to get the casting right. Yep. Because here's the thing. Part of the casting, you have to get somebody who can emote behind an iron mask without doing the Tony Stark, you know, face cam. You know, because yeah. let's face it, yeah. no one's, no one's going to want to look at Doom's face all scarred up. But they have to get somebody who has the voice and the mannerisms. Because I, I, I wouldn't say like expressions because he can't really emote too well behind the metal mask. But he's well, got look, look how successful. Look how Sorry. successful the Mandalorian was. Like we barely saw him, you know, and people loved him because he was able to emote or his voice was able to do his acting for him. Right. That, yes. That's kind of what I'm saying. But I get you, Jack. It's because, again, Marvel loves to have people pull off their masks. We should never see him pull off his mask. No. You should, the same way as uh, Stanley and Kirby always did it. You could see him from behind and he's holding the mask and anybody who looks at him is like, Oh my God, in horror, you know. So you can yeah. imagine. Yeah, I prefer that. Yeah, well that that's that's how they did it for for years. You never saw Doom without his mask. You always Very saw the back of his head. You know. I I just think like if they made Secret Wars and it was the original Avengers versus Doctor Doom, it would be a huge success. And that's what they need right now. They don't need continuity. They need money. They need people to get back in the seats. They have to, again, push more quality over quantity, get rid of most of these Disney Plus shows. And that ruined things, too. I guess we'll get into that, too. But Well, it's, it's the direction, not of the story group. I mean, uh, in the same article, and I hate, I, I don't want to say it if it's going to throw you too much off schedule, 
but from what we heard about the Blade movie, <laughs> okay, I mean, the story group who the script's been rewritten five times, like holy mackerel, and now it's back for a sixth go. Oh gosh! Um, because these Disney writers uh, basically made Blade a supporting character in his own movie. No. And and who was the star, Jack? Tell Fedra. Well, this is it. He had three female leads who had the majority of the story. He was just a supporting character. And the actor who they hired, what's his name, Joe? Marshall Ali. Okay, Marshall Ali. Um, he basically was going to walk away from the project because he's like, what, what the hell am I starring in this movie for? You know, mm -hmm. what's the point? You know, and honestly, what is the point? You're going to see Blade. You yeah. Know, a movie about this badass MFR walking around with a katana and he's fighting vampires and, you know. He's a vampire himself and conflicted and he's walking around with his black trench coat you know bringing bringing the word to the streets that we ain't having any bloodsuckers around here i know? tell you the truth and I, I wouldn't mind man and a ladies man what's <laughs> i wouldn't mind if they brought wesley snipes back for blade four. Oh, please do please do well, i, I think would, might be a little long in the tooth at this point in a heartbeat oh i'd be there uh -huh. Front row and center. That's that's Blade. That vibe is totally Blade. He, it, he says in this, it says in this article that uh, the narrative, what was it? The story at one point morphed into a narrative led by women, like Jack said, and filled with life lessons. Basically, no, you know, again, uh, what's the, policing us? on how we should live our lives and how we shouldn't be offensive, you know, like how we should treat people with kindness. That's not played, you know? Like, well, if you want to do like something I would suggest then, if you want to do a side story that kind of is interwoven completely around blade is like pull something like underground. That was totally cool. What's her name? Be uh, Becky uh, underworld. Uh, Back yeah, himself. underworld. Thank you, not underground. Yeah, underworld. Yeah, that would be cool because then you get like a whole family of vampires and their whole like way of life and stuff. And that would be cool, but it's a small story within Blade. If you want to do an origin story of Blade, and then you know go about like something like that, maybe. But why is it circulating around three women that? I, I don't see how that makes any sense. And what bothers me is you know that these women got to be badass. Right. You know, I mean, that's okay. But, like, is that his mom? Is that his sister? Like, who, who are we talking about? Like, wh what's, the, what's, what's the significance, you know, behind Blade? Like, when the whole thing is supposed to be about him. That, that makes no sense. Like, again, that's, that's just... That's just grinds in my gears. <laughs> but it also, it kind of shows that they're not hiring good writers. They're hiring their friends or people that think like them. You know, they're not hiring the best people for the project. Because you would think, well, let's go out to the Marvel writers to write this movie. 
No, or the, I would, or the fans. I would, say, I would say they don't want to hire people that challenge them. Like you and I, who would be like, no, this doesn't work. Have you read anything about Blade in your life? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, so. because that, that material is beneath me. That would be the response. Well, I think it's, it's, look at the source material as something to be looked down upon automatically. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they hired somebody and said, well, can't we make this a musical? You know, it, it's just, again, that's not what we want. You're, if you want to make a Barbie movie, make a billion dollars, go make it. it. You, But you can't turn Marvel into Barbie. You can't turn Star Wars into Barbie. But Barbie can exist on its own, and you can make movies like that, and everyone could be happy, and all studios can make money. But well, like you said, you can, but no one's going to come and watch it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'd love if they just went back to the original story of Blade where it was him versus Dracula. No, I wouldn't mind that, too. Because you know what? If they already brought werewolves in and Man-Thing in, continue along the hard drama uh, genre and just bring Dracula in. The problem with that, Dracula, though... Cool is that he's just failed a lot in movies, you know, as people just aren't interested in him anymore. Again, I think it's how you paint him. I'm just surprised that it's coming out now. That would have been a great, great film for coming out on Halloween. Well, it's not. I mean, there's still, it's on freeze right now. Like they're, they don't know what to do, but I'm trying to no no they they fired the writers of the Daredevil movie. I guess they eventually fired these writers too, but it's They fired like, the Blade. They have a new guy doing it. Uh what's his name? Um the guy who did Logan is now doing the screenplay for Blade. Oh, J James Mangold. Not to, he's not the director, the guy who wrote the screenplay. Oh, well, I don't know who that is, but Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think that's I think that's good. I mean, Logan, Logan, Logan was a very good movie, maybe a little mm -hmm. long, but um, at least we know we can get a good script out of it. So a big problem that they talked about in this article is the Marvels. The Marvel seems like it's dead on arrival. There's no way it's going to make its money back, because I think it cost over $300 million. And they're marketing the crap out of this movie, which means that's probably about $150 million more at least. Um, wow. they're never going to make their money back on this. It's just a disaster. It, and it sounds horrible. And they say in this, like the director uh, at one so point, left. she just <laughs> left you know, to go make another movie. The movie wasn't finished. I think they were doing really. Yeah. That says a lot. And I mean, there's it, also rumors that she, you know, she was preoccupied with the movie she'd left for while she was working on this. It's sad because, well, first of all, what annoys me is again, they, it's obvious that they hired a woman of color to direct this movie. You look at her IMDb credits. She's done nothing. I, maybe like a TV show here and there. I thought she was she, a documentary director. I don't know, but she's really done nothing. I mean, nothing says, oh, yeah, we want you to direct a, a Marvel movie, a sequel to a movie that made over a billion dollars. 
it, it's obvious that they picked her just because they were ticking a box. And then they, he was happy. As, you know, Feige's happy. It's like, I got her on board. And she just doesn't want to do the work. You know, she doesn't understand the work because she kept calling, was it the director of Shang-Chi? Saying, I don't understand what this universe stuff is. Can you explain it to me in very simple terms? At that point, I would think, you know, we made a mistake. We should probably go with another director. But again, it's kind of like what they did with Chadwick Boseman. They're afraid to come out in the press and say that we, we fired a woman of color because she was doing a poor job. So they let her keep on doing a poor job. No one is trying to fix this. Well, I guess what they're trying to do with the reshoot, since she's not there, is they probably brought someone in. And it's like, well, let's try to make this better somehow. But it's just sad. I don't know how much money she got paid, but she probably it probably was in the millions. And it sounds like she put in a half effort in her directing thing. Again, it's like, why wouldn't you want to hire someone like Martin Scorsese for a Marvel movie? Give him or Christopher Nolan, give them $20 million dollars which they've never got before being a director, give them a huge amount of money and just make it a good movie. Knowing that you have a good director that work on the story and you know, it could be awesome. Don't hire people that have never done anything because you want to give them a chance. We're only going to spend money on a movie if it's good. Yeah, I think for for new directing like that, they should go toward the series, right? Because at least with a series, you can experiment. And I, I actually liked the fact that even in Ahsoka, I believe actually it's been in all of them, in The Mandalorian and uh, Obi-Wan, where there were like different directors for different episodes. Right. I liked that. I let, It gave them a chance to like put in their creative outlook on, you know, the season. But I agree with you. For the the way the amount of budgeting for that for a whole film and to just bosh it like it, well, it, I, it, 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 it's beyond you know about the narrative or about offending someone. It's like no, you get fired if you don't do the right job. Like. I, I just don't like I, I get what you're saying about how people would react, but to me it's just like it's beyond that at that point. It's like no, if you just said three hundred million dollars, like I'm sorry. If you don't if you're not bringing your A game, you need to get out of here. Well, it's also why would you give that much money for someone to have a learning experience? Yes. If you're spending that much money. You want somebody who knows what they're doing, and uh, sorry that that's the, that's the same deal with not with the Marvels, but that's been Disney's approach. They're giving tons of money to people to direct things and to produce things that are still learning how to do it. I mean, look at the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, they were saying the Super Invasion costs two hundred twenty million dollars. So did She-Hulk. And She-Hulk too. And these shows were crap because you hired directors who weren't experienced and, you know, were kind of, I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, and again, I, I mean, She-Hulk, She-Hulk I could see because it's probably the, the effects and the animation and stuff like that and the graphics. 
And like the original secret invasion? I don't know. Maybe it's just the explosions. I don't think. Well, well special original, weren't that great in it, so like the original story for She-Hulk was not to see her turn into She-Hulk until the eighth episode. Which is just stupidity. It's like people are just gonna start turning off and say, eh, I watched three episodes, I'm just not interested in it. You know, I haven't seen any She-Hulk. We have to wait eight episodes for her to turn into She-Hulk. I mean, they they changed it. I guess they fired the writers and they got somebody else. But why did you hire them to begin with? You know, who thought it was a good idea to make this a courtroom drama? I mean, I I'll, I'll say it for you, Joe. They should have started with a series about Hulk himself. Like, as a person, you know, scientist, whatever you want to do. Love life, whatever you want to do. And then how Hulk comes in. Then after that, you could then lead in at the like, I don't know, last two, three episodes lead into the fact that, hey, there's a She-Hulk. And then you make an, a series where they're both in it and it's leading into She-Hulk. That, I think, would have been a much better approach. Me, personally. I and I would watch both. Part of the problem is that Disney didn't own the rights to the Hulk. He can only be in a limited time in each, like he can be in like a superhero movie, like the Avengers of Thor Ragnarok. He wasn't able to have his own solo movie. Cause I think it was owned by universal, the rights. Um, but now we can, now Disney owns the Hulk outright. And we are going to apparently see it, a Hulk movie, which I hope they recast. <laughs> I just don't like Mark Ruffalo. He doesn't really add anything to the character. Well, I like him, so. I think he's all right. I, will I, I just, I do want to see more Hulk in general. I don't want to see Professor Hulk. I'm just tired of that character. You know, no, not Professor Hulk. I mean, I'd like to see the raging monster Hulk, you know. Give us the Gray Hulk, Gray Hulk for a little bit, you know. Never seen that. We need it. I want more Green Hulk with Thor. Well, we'll see. But they, they also talked about in this article, uh, you know, that they really pushed their the video fix, video effects team. I don't know if it was an outside team or if it was internal that it forced them to unionize. Like they were no, working. I think it is the I think they're an internal group and they've just been kinda at the whim of these directors who don't know what they're doing that, you know, are fixing things on the fly versus having, you know, a thought out script, a thought out scene, you know, not fix it in post. And so yeah, they, that's why it costs so much freaking money. Well, they were, they were working 14 hours with no overtime and they weren't appreciated. Like again, they would say, "Well, I don't like the stuff. You got to do it over again." And it's it's got to again. There was a time when people used to marvel at the MCU effects and movies, and then you see Ant Man three and Modok, and it's like, "What the hell happened?" Well, I think Modok they were playing off as a joke, but <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think that he was very unfinished. Oh, the look of him. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think they could have made him look, he looked a little too cartoonish. Yeah. It looked like something you could have done with, you know, some sort of home editing thing, but it just didn't look very good. Um, yeah, it's just it's crazy. Was it a single episode of of She Hulk cost twenty five million dollars, cost costing more than Game of Thrones, the entire an entire season. Wow! How no, insane it, is that? No, it was a season finale of Game of Thrones. Well, what's what's weird though? Going back to Blade. So they spent that much money on an episode of She-Hulk. I think the budget for Blade was set to $100 million. And it's like, that itself shows how little faith they have in this Blade movie. But here's the thing, though. You could probably make a pretty awesome Blade movie for that. Because if you're doing vampires... That's you can get away with a lot more conventional effects without having to go and computer do computer animation, you know. So, hundred million dollars, you could probably still make a pretty good Blade movie, but comparing that to what they spent on like She Hulk and Secret Invasion is just insane. I it kind of it mentions too, which I thought was kind of interesting, that it's hurt the industry so much that even people that would listen to like our podcast, probably less people are listening because they're just not interested in Marvel anymore, the way they once were. And it's like that for all podcasts. They've seen their numbers going down. And Disney knows this too. Damn it, Faggy's plan is messing with our ratings. Well, that's all. They, they got to get rid of that guy. He does not deserve a second chance. I mean, after Top Gun Maverick made over a billion dollars at the box office, they should have hit the brakes then, but they didn't. They kept, you know, saying it's like, well, we're going to, the next movie will do better. The next TV series will do better. And it never did. It's because, again, you know, of this woke crap that they keep pushing on everything. And that's not what people want to see. They want to see the original characters, the characters they like. They don't want to see like they don't want to see a movie about Robin, you know. They want to see a movie about Batman. Right. Yep. That's true. Um, still looking through some of the stuff. Anything else you got to say? Well, I know they they we talked about they're probably gonna bring back. Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson, you know, to try and save the MCU. I'm I'm kind of torn about that though. I mean, it'd be great to see Robert Downey Jr. back, but they like tied up the Iron Man character so well in Endgame that. I don't know. It just seems they'd have to come up with something really good to bring him back 
as opposed to, oh, oh, look, the door opened. Who's there? Knock, knock. Hey, it's multiverse Tony Stark. Yeah. You know? uh. And like I said, that's, that's, that's what I'm afraid of, what, what they're thinking, because we've seen so much lazy writing from them that, you know, some guy in the room is going to bring that up, you know, multiverse, multiverse, you know. And yeah, it's not it's, your answer for everything. It's it's just such a lazy way to tell the story. Well, the one thing that's promising is people are really excited about Deadpool three, and Disney knows that. It's got a lot of its trend on all these major sites people are dying to see ryan reynolds and hugh jackman together hugh jackman is as wolverine yes god only knows the characters that they're going to bring in and that was one of our news stories is that apparently they're looking for the prime versions of every superhero to bring in a new i guess into the universe and wolverine is is the prime or the hugh jackman one is but he's not convinced about wanting to be like the wolverine or whatever but that's what they're they're kind of on search of like looking for like the perfect x-men maybe the perfect punisher mm -hmm. or the per maybe even the perfect fantastic four you know because it is has a lot to do with the uh fox universe so well i mean i i heard from one podcast that said um the rumor mill is the Fantastic Four are in their own universe, and uh, they lose to Galactus. And Galactus destroys their Earth, but they escape and show up in the MCU. That's how they're introduced. Well, that wouldn't be bad. No, I, I mean, that at least... That at least has a story behind it. It's not knock knock who's there, Tony Stark from Universe Eight Nine Ten. You know, uh, but like I said, it 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 they just can't take the lazy way out. They have to give us a story, you know, that's halfway decent. And I don't know with this crop of writers that they have. I don't know if they're capable of that. Yeah, no, again, they have to clean house. They have to get good writers, good directors, and they have to make that as the main focus right now. Is, like you said, the story is very important because no one's going to see the movie if it's crap. Anyway, any, any final words on that one? Uh, on that one? No. All right. I will we'll try to get into the news really quick. Yeah, we were going to talk about this last week, but apparently, I don't know if it's confirmed, but Kelsey Grammer returns as the Beast, and he is in the end credits of the Marvels. And it's kind of funny because I went online, and some people are excited about it, and some people are pissed off about it. Depends on whether or not you're a Kelsey Grammer fan. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather see the Beast from 
that first class, uh, first class um, trilogy. I think I'd rather see that beast than Kelsey Grammer. He was very forgettable, though. I don't think anybody would remember him. Well, that's why he's blue and furry. <laughs> no, but you'll know it's Frazier because, like, he showed up in was it Days of Future Past? Did, did he show up in that movie? He he showed was up he in, in there. Yeah, he was in one of the. I think he was working for the White House or something like that. Um. He was one of the old. Oh yeah, he was. He was working for the White House at one point in one of those things. Yeah, and people just remember him, even though X Men Three was not the greatest movie. He he did a good job. I I thought that for me, even though I know him as mostly as Frazier, I always pictured Hank McCoy to be that way. Well, it, it didn't help that we had the the Fox X Men animated series because he kind of talked like that too. Yeah, I I mean, I'm so-so about it because I can see the the sophisticated side of the beast. Like, that's good. But I also want to see, like, the warrior and the fighter and beast, too. So, I don't... Same thing with, like, Hulk. I don't want it to be just too professor. Well, the one thing with Kelsey Grammer being beast and him being covered up as they can just CGI a lot of the stuff that he does. And it doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to be the prime beast. He's just going, it, it's, they're doing it out of, out of the desperation because this was never supposed to happen. But with the Marvels about to crap itself, they're like, well, let's put something in here to get people to go and see it. But who the hell is going to see that movie just to see an end credit that's probably less than two minutes well you yeah. can probably find it on youtube the, the next day it's usually really the end credits usually are released pretty quick True. yeah I, I don't think that that's going to help them at all um and again like from i i go on to this woke form and now they're starting to boycott the marvels because they can't stand kelsey Grammer because he's very right-leaning in his politics <laughs> You know, so they're going to boycott the movie because of the end credit scenes. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I'm not saying all yeah, of them are. That but, makes no sense. But there's a large portion of people that have said, and I'm sure, and this is just the people on the forum, so I'm sure there are a lot of people, once they find out that Kelsey Grammer is in it, they're not going to see it, which I think is ridiculous because it, if you want to support three women two that are women of color, the villain is a woman of color, why would you not go and see and support this movie just because there's one guy, in, go walk out, you know, before the end credit scene shows up, you know, it's like, yeah, it's insanity. You should, you know? Yeah, you should support the film and the actresses that, you know, you went to see, not, right. not completely avoid it altogether because of an end credit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next one. So it's sound. This is a rumor too, but it sounds like Secret Wars. The main leads are going to be Tobey Maguire, Spider Man, and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Interesting. Interesting. 
Okay, like I don't know. I I I think I'd rather see Tom Holland. What? So you can take his mask off a hundred times? Well, no, because I would think it it would be funnier. I would think there would be more. I want an adult Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. Or and or Andrew Garfield or somebody who's a little bit more green. Um. To pair up against a gnarly Wolverine, you just don't like the suit. What? Spider-Man. No, suit. no. I'm thinking the characterization as well. I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, having a kid there when Wolverine does what Wolverine does, he'd be like, "Oh my God, you just stabbed that guy with like your three knife claws," you know. I don't want to see that because, again, Spider-Man is the character for Marvel. He should right. not be relegated to some dopey kid wet behind the ears. You know, he should be a seasoned no, Spider-Man. No, dopey kid, but I mean. Well, you just said he's not green enough, you know. Well, not. You in... made Yeah, you made it sound like you want Goofy. No, I don't want Goofy, but I'm saying, like, part of what well, works with Spider-Man is. Well then, have very idealistic. Have Miss Marvel in there to do that, then. Well, the problem is then we'd have to put up with Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could see Toby being snarky at Wolverine, and like Wolverine kind of showing off to be like, "Oh yeah, you know, you could climb walls. Look what I could do!" Like that, I could see that kind of competition there, which I'd like. Well, I think that. Again, if it's going to be a battle and say it is a battle against Dr. Doom or Kang, whoever it's going to be, I would rather have a 40-year-old Spider-Man as the leader as opposed to a kid. You know, and I, I think that we might finally see that Spider-Man has leadership skills because, again, he's grown in his Spider-Man universe that we haven't seen since, I don't know, the 2000s. I, I mean, I, I, I look forward to seeing that. I think it's definitely going to bring a lot of people back to Marvel. You're going to, well, I don't know if, if Deadpool is going to ruin this stuff though, too, because it seems like they're bringing a lot of people back too. It, again, like what South Park say, lazy writing, just bring somebody in from a multiverse. They're going to go to Wakanda and the Black Panther is going to rip off his mask and it's going to be scarred up Ryan Reynolds or Dr. Doom is going to take off his mask. It's going to be Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I can see that too. Doctor making Dr. Doom a woman. <laughs> you know? I, wasn't it, I don't it, think, I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to touch the character of Dr. Doom much. I don't think they I better not. I don't think they would do that. Well, I don't know if you hear the last time we were here, we were talking about Daredevil. Apparently, they were going to make Daredevil a woman in this series that they, they fired everybody. Yeah, that's not Daredevil yeah. then. Yeah, like, we had heard that one before, though. Oh. It's like they were going to kill off Matt Murdock and, as Daredevil, and they were going to bring in a woman, bring in a chick, make her gay, make it lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. 
so Thor five is in the works. Sounds like Chris Hemsworth wants to be on board, especially since now they don't want anything to do with Taco Wakiti anymore because they've kind of felt that it was embarrassing. Love and Thunder. It, it made Thor look very goofy. You know, I wish they would just, I, I know I'm a broken record, but I wish they would look at the source material. Yeah. Of the first time Thor and Hercules fought and just adapt that storyline where, you know, of course you have the two superheroes, they meet, they fight, but eventually they team up and take on the bigger bad guy. And, um, Sounds great. <laughs> it's it's your classic superhero team up trope, but you know what? There's a reason people have been reading these things for 50, 60 years. It it works. That's what the fans like. But I doubt that's what we'll see. <laughs> well, I want to see the Thor that we saw in Infinity War, where he was he was broken in the beginning, but then he got Stormbringer, and he showed up on Wakanda, and he just kicked so much ass, you know. Yeah. Oh no, that would be that. That yeah, agreed. Type of Thor would be awesome. You no could more. sprinkle. You could sprinkle a little bit of comedy, a little bit, a really small dab, like maybe little like jokes here and there, you know, but nothing like Love yeah, and Thunder. I, I, no I way. Infinity War. He was still fun you know he was but then when it was time for him when to get it was serious, time to kick ass he seriously yeah took it yeah it's like, kind I of like, like i love that scene when he shows up in wakanda you know yeah. and and the entire battle stops you know and looks and you know mark ruffalo's like oh you guys are in trouble now you know <laughs> yeah that's awesome it, that was just such a great scene showing off that was like very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah, but it works. There's a reason those scenes work. You know. That's that just like, the truth too. They were in trouble. It's like you got the god of thunder right here. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like there's a reason those scenes work. They get the audience pumped up and excited and that doesn't mean, you know, you need to weigh it down with all the other crap that they currently do when they write these things. But, hey. And that's another thing. They should bring back the Russo brothers. You know, either they asked for a ton of money or Marvel decided, you know what? We're going to go with a group of diverse directors from now on because we think they can do just as good a job as you can. And boy, yeah, how'd that work out for you? No, not so. <laughs> What's your stock at? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about this. Snow White's going to be delayed until next year. And we saw a picture of what the movie's supposed to look like. Uh, hey, the, the CGI dwarves, even though they're kind of goofy looking, they're better than the uh, seven hobos. <laughs> It did look though pretty obvious of the CGI though. So well, they have a year to work on that. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of liked it. I, I thought it it looked like Snow White. 
my problem though is that usually when you see the dwarves you can kind of tell who they are by just looking at them for the most part i only was able to point out dopey because he didn't have a beard but yeah we'll see how it goes but i i, I know Ooh, I had you're right i never you know what you're right i never noticed that he's the only dwarf without a beard right mm-hmm I, I mean I never thought of that. yeah he's supposed to be the youngest I believe that's really? why he's all goofy and you know playful and he's the one who goes up and really dances with her first because he's just like happy and playful whereas like all the other guys are kind of you know <laughs> manly like <laughs> grumpy grumpy yeah <laughs> no I say I always thought that dopey didn't have a beard because he was so stupid he couldn't grow one that's my opinion on dopey but i think they would again disney's gotta be careful on how they treat that character too they're probably concerned about that you know they don't want to make him appear too stupid who knows again if they're going to use those names. with a name like dopey they're afraid to make him look stupid they might change his name maybe they'll call him smarty <laughs> smarty pants <laughs> um but no like i but I know Jack and I talked about this. Do you think that this was a reaction towards the negative press that they got from those pictures that were leaked? Oh, definitely. Uh, so, so you think that um, they had always planned? I oh, know that they'd never planned to use the CGI dwarves. That they're like they listened to everybody. It's like, all right, damage control. Let's get rid of those actors. We'll just pay them a ton of money. They either did that or, in my thought, was that they did either like a mock-up version as a backup just in case of what the reaction would be. It was almost like a test to see what's the what's the masses going to tolerate. And then if it reacted the way that it did, it's like, just kidding. We have this. We're good. Like, that. that's what I think happened. Wow. I think you give them way too much credit. <laughs> I know Jack's like a big conspiracy theorist on that one, but not a conspiracy theorist. I, I think probably right though. I think they bought so much into, oh, people are going to love this because we're being so racially sensitive and so diverse. People are going to love this. And then people said, what the hell did you do to the cartoon we loved? See, I only think that this one particular one was planned is because it is one of the first, you know, Walt Disney films. It's the oldest, you know, that's the only reason why I think because everything else, you could just say it's a, it's a re readaption or, or a remake or we're, you know, we're being creative, but this is like the original original. So to me, it was, that's why I thought like how quickly they were to shift in another direction. It's just like, oh, so you were just testing like what, what we would allow. And because there was such an uproar of like, no, this is unacceptable. Then they just, you know, diverted. Yeah. At first I thought that they were just stand-ins and that Disney, well, this is the problem though, because if they were stand-ins, Disney could have pushed that, a lot harder saying these were just standing we're going to use cgr dwarfs 
but they didn't do that. You know, they never mentioned that there were going to be dwarves in this. They basically said that it, it was offensive. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you guys are right that basically they saw the heat that they were getting from everywhere and said, we, we have to do something because this movie is just going to sink. It's not going to make any money at the box office. And right now, from the look of it, I would go see it. I think she looks like Snow White. Uh, you know, maybe she just held her tongue a little bit, you know, <laughs> and uh, and plus Gal Gadot is in it as the Wicked Queen. I think well, we, haven't seen, we haven't seen anything of her. Yeah, oh, like I we'll see about the trailer because yeah, I I love the the parts about the Queen and the Hunter. So I'd like to see what they do with that because it sounds like to me like you're not even going to see a prince or the prince is not even going to help her out like she's doing it all herself. Right. I'm sorry that's that's not a Snow White I even want to watch or even entertain myself with. Well, that's one of the problems with live action stuff is that they overexpand on like a simple story. Like they did that with the Grinch, they did that with the Cat in the Hat and the Hobbit. You know, it's like this is like a 20 minute story. That's all you needs to be told. You don't have to pad it with stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, oh, uh, you know, well, they're all stuff they added into uh, Little Mermaid as well. Yeah, they did that with Little Mermaid. They did the, well, all the live action ones they do. They did it yeah. with Peter Pan, you know, but that's what they have to do. They have to make a two hour movie or an hour and a half movie and just try to make it slightly different, either by adding new songs or just adding new storylines, but people just want to, people just want to see the original animated version. I think, you know, it's, they really should stop at the live action one. They were successful with beauty and the beast because they got Hermione to play bell, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that made it great. Dollars. Yeah. Yes. But, it was great. But that's what they should have done is that they should have gotten very popular actors or actresses right. at the time, cast them, as a character and just make a billion dollars, you know, I mean, massage it into a good story and have a good director, but they just got full of themselves. Like they did with star Wars and Pixar and all that. And they're like, well, you know, we, we need to make it more, <laughs> we need to make it more gay, more lame. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I guess that's what they're doing. So last story and this is a rumor, but apparently Disney is looking at Michael B. Jordan to play Hercules. Yeah, I'm not happy with that at all. I like that guy. I think he's a great actor, but he's not Greek. Greek is olive skin. I want big, brawny, olive skin, Hercules. With brown, curly hair and muscles everywhere. It doesn't matter who you want. There's only one guy who can play the Hercules. Who's that? Bring in Dwayne Johnson. Oh, God. He actually probably could, actually. I I don't even want to admit that. (laughs) I think he would do a better job. But, but, you know, they, they would love, they would use him at every opportunity they would want. And he would be a better fit than Michael B. Jordan. Yes. I, yeah. 
And you know what? I think they're and and the Rock. They could, they could curl his hair. They could curl his hair. They could make. He's that not going to do it because he's playing Maui and Moana, and he's basically Hercules in that movie. So they would if never do you that. Give if you bring that truckload of money up. Yeah, twenty million. What, what does he need? <laughs> oh no, he would do it, but I don't think Disney would do it. You know, they're Too desperate much. enough. They know if he's Hercules, it's gonna bring. Butts in seats. And you got to be big to be Hercules. Yeah. Like, like Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Ferrigno were Hercules at one point. Right. So that's mm-hmm. the size you need. Michael B. Jordan has got an amazing body. Jealous as hell uh, how good this guy looks. But he's no Hercules. He can't fit into his shoes at all. And no, I mean, he's he's fit, but not yeah, not, not at... You know, so you have to make it like he's the greatest warrior of all of Greece. Like you can't have someone so lean, you know, it's it doesn't pull it off. I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's, it's tough to basically film Hercules because he's got to be larger than life. And yeah, Michael B. Jordan, he's popular. But I, I think he's over. I hate those. I forget what commercials there are. That's some credit card commercials. It's so stupid. And it just makes him look like he's so full of himself. You know, it's not his fault, but it just doesn't make him look good. Like he'll be in like some sushi restaurant and he'll be like, well, let's check this out. And everybody around the tables just looking at him, biting into sushi. And they're like, and then he goes, whoa. And they're like high fiving each other. It's like, what kind of world is this? You know, this is to sell credit cards. I don't get it. But no, it's a, and again, the, the problem is I do believe this because this is Disney being Disney. I'm surprised they didn't choose a woman to play Hercules, but they're just again, it's like we're so over, you know, either Greek people or white people playing Hercules. We need a person of color to play Hercules. Or a female play Hercules. Well, it's just a, you know, Africa's just across the water, you know. No, it's not. It's not historically <laughs> correct. That's it. It's wrong. Get get the guy from. Uh, well, he, I mean, he's a little older now, but he could still pick, he could still make it work. Um, Bring back Kevin. The, the the guy that played uh, in Troy with uh, Brad Pitt. I don't know his name. Brad Banner? Perfect look. But he'd have to get big. He'd have to get really big. He'd have to get bigger. Yeah. I think he's he got, he's got the look. I, I tell you, Troy is one of those movies that's gone. If I catch it, I end up watching the whole damn thing, no matter what point I turn it on at. Actually, yeah. What about that dude from 300? Oh, he's, he's never going to get back in that shape again. Gerard okay. Butler. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and he's I, not I, up there. I think they need they need a younger yeah. Hercules. Yeah, they do need a younger, but he was so ripped. I was like, okay, that's yeah. a Spartan. <laughs> that's a Spartan. Now I was watching that movie recently. I, yeah. All of them looked amazing. I would they would have kicked me out of there immediately. They would have thrown me in the bones of the babies. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I'd be hanging out with that guy with the hunchback. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, I oh, just clear the field of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate to say this name. I hate to even throw this name out here, but he'd probably be good. John Cena. Okay. If he could get a tan, I'd be okay with that. Because he's a little, he's a little pasty. He's been inside yeah. a lot. You know what? I, I think I still think they have to skew younger. Okay. Asina's definitely got the build for it, but I. Yeah, think but Dwayne Johnson ain't young. He ain't no fresh chick, like you know. Yeah, but he he looks younger than John Cena. I don't know. Um, okay, fair enough. I don't know about that. But I don't know. I. I don't think John Cena has the, has quite the look, but you know who my Hercules was? Was it uh, Steve Reeves or was it George Reeves? I get them confused. Oh, the '90s series? No, I think it was like '60s, and uh, <laughs> he's going way back in time. Yeah, it, it was like the Italian-made Hercules. Wait, you know, black what year? Beard, mustache. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look into it. What year? Um, the '60s. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I get Superman. Superman was Superman was George. Reeves. Yes, Steve Reeves, but it Steve was 1958. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Hercules. You know? Yes, he does. Yep. Kevin Serbo, I never bought his Hercules. See, and he's tan too. Yeah. He wasn't big. I, I like Xena more than Hercules. And they were in the same universe. No, I I, I liked Hercules because that was it was goofy fun. Innocent goofy fun. I couldn't be bothered with it. I'd rather watch Xena doing her thing. Well, you're much more bloodthirsty than I am. Well, I, I liked both. Hercules was much more comic booky. Yeah, I kind of alternated between both shows. I really liked them. And I just felt like Hercules always needs a beard and a mustache. Although the cartoon one doesn't have it, but... No, that's my Hercules. It's George Reeves, or Steve Reeves. <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And Fedra? You can find me on Instagram or make a friend request and just mention Nerd Alert uh, on Facebook. Or you can email me at fedra at wdwnt.com. And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. Also, I'm on the podcast, Rusted Junk, that we celebrate the movies of the 80s. And our next movie that we're going to do is Crocodile Dundee. Oh, crikey. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that a, be knife. a good episode, though. That's a fun movie. Now that's a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it last night. It's, it's really good. It still holds up. It's, it's a pretty good movie. And it was a funny movie. It was nope. good all around. Good, good, good call. That's a good fish out of water. Well, it was Charlie's choice. Charlie's choice. Yeah, it's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> um, 
but we're doing Christmas like in December. And you know, it's funny, these guys, because uh, they're all from England, I'm the only American. None of them have ever seen a Christmas story. Yeah. So, and they probably won't get the same feel for it. Well, I'm, I'm forcing them to watch it. So, oh, really? Of course well, you are. <laughs> well, it'll be their first time watching it. Like, they've never, it's not popular over there at all. I think that would be good to get their perspectives too. They may it's huge over have, here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like TBS I, has that like twenty-four or forty-eight hour marathon every year. Yeah. Don't they play it after Thanksgiving too? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, yeah, it's a whole whole day. <laughs> it kind of ruins it, you know. It, it's good, yeah. but it's not that good. You know, I mean, no, I mean, it, it doesn't deserve to be shown 48 hours or 24 hours. Nothing really does. Anyway. Actually, I, I love uh, Four Christmases. That's a great film around the holidays. That's Vince Vaughn and Chris, uh, Vince Vaughn and uh, Reese Witherspoon. And oh, I, I believe that. I believe Kevin Foggy's in it. He plays. A, he's one of my favorite characters in the film. Kevin His name's Feige? Orlando. Yeah. Kevin Plays Feige? Vince's Vaughn. Yeah, Vince's Vaughn's brother. Do you know who he is, Kevin Feige? Yeah, is it? He's a. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe. The head of Marvel. Maybe I'm getting. Maybe I'm. No, 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 no. No, then I'm getting. Um. What's his you name? Kevin Sorbo. Maybe. Uh, the guy that plays Happy in in Iron Man. John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Thank you. You're close. We talk about him all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's in. He plays Orlando. He's, a, he's he's awesome. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie, Jack? I've sorry, I'm gonna go classic in a totally different direction. Year without a Santa Claus. I like that one too. I like the heat. I've never seen that. Oh, you're missing a lot, Fedra. <laughs> what year that was, was that? A year without a Sonic. Oh, that was in the seventies. Yeah, seventies. That was like that stop motion stuff. Like they did Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Ooh, okay. And... It's the one with the Miser Brothers. Yeah, what's we just said? It was. Basically, people were fed up with Santa Claus. They stopped believing in him. And he's like, screw you all. I'm not coming this year. But if you're talking live action, I I gotta say, I do enjoy Elf. Oh, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Every year. Yeah, and Home Alone. I like Home Alone, too. I don't. I never liked those movies. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll skip right to the end. It's and... like we did. We got sidetracked. Good night, everybody. I'll just say, with that, this will be the end of WWNT Nerd Alert Season 9, Episode 40. So until next time, good night, everybody. Be good to each other. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>